Sports, sports, sports podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rand. It's a hot one here in Los Angeles today. We said that last yeah, week. Yeah, 82 it, in the valley, 80, 78 by the shore. It's significantly warmer than 82 in the valley. Uh, I know. I was just pretending I was a <laughs> right. Weather, but I, weather. I live in the valley, and I would like everyone to know that oh, it is not, significantly not hotter. 94 than 84 in the valley. Whoa, humble brag. I live in the valley. I'm rich, and I live in North Hollywood. I mean, I'm not rich because I live in North Hollywood. That's fair. It's a sports <laughs> comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah. Joel and I know some about sports. Phil does not know very much. About I sport. thought I was on the real estate, real estate, real estate <laughs> podcast. By the way, that's the location, location, location podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, really, that's good. It's right Boom! there. Boom! <laughs> but uh, we have a great show today. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but Justified the Horse. Yeah. Uh, recent uh, report. He was doping before the Triple Crown. Oh. You know what? Horses that dope, I just don't support them. This is the Why horse. Why would they do that to themselves? You horses know? that dope? Nope. Right? <laughs> I'm not a turkey. You're a turkey. The uh, This would be the horse that was named after the semi-popular show on... I'm not uh, a chicken. FX. You're a turkey. Damn it! That's the... Uh, <laughs> oh, God! Yeah. How did I screw that up? That was good, though. Hey, hey, you fought away peer pressure. Oh. No, Joel, that's not actually what the horse was named after. It's actually... Pretty okay show. No, no, I believe, I believe. Oh, the yeah. FX series Justified. Yeah, yeah. No, the, it's not the, great. It's a little procedural for me, but I, uh, as soon as it was done, nobody talked about it ever again. What's the name Except of the guy? Except going, with... hey, it's the guy from Justified. Oh yeah, they do that. Yeah, but what, what's the name of the guy? We have the... Lance Armstrong on the show today Whoa. to discuss this very topical thing of Justified being caught doping. Old Stretch himself. No. No, <laughs> no, seven-time Tour de France winner. Right. Well, technically at this point, oh, zero-time Tour de France vacated. winner. Vacated. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I do like that they vacated his titles, but they did not give it to the second place. Or well, the third or the fourth. That's how it works in the NCAA and the UCI, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no, I mean, in the past, they've definitely said, oh, we're going to give it to second place. You were the winner of the Tour de France. But the last guy they did that for, I think, basically outwardly refused it because he knew as well as everybody else that he was definitely also doping. So, well, then just make it legal. <laughs> yeah, legalize. everybody's doing it. Anyway, so he'll be on okay. to discuss that. Yeah. Phil, we got a wide world of weird sport? Goddamn right. We do a part two, remember? Oh, of greatest heckles of all time. You got it. Right. I'm very excited. The stunning conclusion. Yeah. But first. Cleveland Browns Super Bowl update watch update. Cleveland Browns Super Bowl update watch update. Brought to you by Sewer Cleaners. If you're in Cleveland, everything's a sewer. <laughs> Browns lose home opener. <gasps> Semicolon. Fan sprays beer at opposing player. Good. <gasps> Subheadline. Brown's hype train jumps the tracks because it was dumb in the first place. What? Makes sense. But they have OBJ. <laughs> and like most of the Super Bowl winning teams in the past, a good football team is built around its best wide receiver. So this is a new update watch update. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it because the Browns had a surprisingly good year last year. They were 7-8-1. and one. Not good, just surprisingly good for what they were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They seemingly they might have a franchise quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, for context, I forgot about a draft that I had last night for like a work league 
uh, and they auto drafted me Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's their quarterback. Do you know yeah. who was still available on waivers in this eight team league? Who Baker was that? Mayfield. Drew Brees. Well, now Baker Mayfield. Drew Brees. Oh. Drew Brees and Jared Goff. Wow. Went undrafted, and Baker Mayfield was assigned to me by the computer. So the algorithm is on the hype train. <laughs> there we yeah. go. They got OBJ, Odell Beckham uh, Jr. And uh, and it's because this is a sports, sports, sports podcast, so we're going to pile on with this mm-hmm. new update, watch update. Sure. Analysts had the Browns as a trendy pick to win their division and a sneaky pick to win the Super Bowl, but sometimes it's better to listen to your drunk uncle whose analysis boiled down to, the Browns? You fucking kidding me? That's who Vegas says? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your uncle's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, is, is there a bet I can make that's like the reverse of the odds bet for win the Super Bowl? <laughs> you might be able to find it. Yeah. Oh, you're going to short the Browns? <laughs> yes. Oh, it seems like the, right. you would so, not make a lot of money on that, right? What I would do is I would borrow other bets made on the Browns, yes. sell them at face value, and then try to buy them back after it was clear that the Browns were not going to win the Super Bowl. That's a big short. Yeah. Uh, the Browns opened the season with a home blowout loss to the Tennessee Titans, 43-13. to For the final touchdown, Titans oh, cornerback... Well. What? The sure. Titans are so good, though. Yeah. I mean, this is clearly a sign. I mean, you can't expect Joel, them to win your every sarcasm game. knows no it's bounds. Yeah, the Elite Titans are the only 10 I see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa. Uh, but uh, their Titans cornerback for the last touchdown, Malcolm Brown, had a pick six. He jumped up on the stadium wall and celebrated with the Titans fan he saw. Yeah. Logan Ryan, his teammate, joined him on the wall, patting on his back when a disgruntled Browns fan, as if there's any other kind, <laughs> sprayed beer on him. And it was like the celebratory. It's like a rap. No, music no it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was like you know the aluminum sixteen ounce bottles. Oh yeah. He kind of went like this, like he just shot it right up in his face as he's like over the ledge, right? Yeah. You shake and you cover the spout. I mean, that's basic beer spraying one hundred and one. Right. It wasn't a real spray as much as like a like I said, like yeah. he dumped beer on it. It wasn't a because nah, it wasn't a dump because it wasn't a cup. Oh yeah. It was he, like a he had yeah. to go. He was like going in up under he the mask. Flipped beer at one him. of yes. the least efficient that's, ways to put beer on a person that's yeah. ever existed. Well, you can't do that. We all know you can't do that's that. That's assault, brother. And the the Browns released a statement that read: "This individual, this individual person's actions is not tolerated in our building, as it is not reflective of our fan base or city." Forcing local broadcasters to read that and keep a straight face. Sure. Uh, the Browns also said they were working to identify the fan and that he would face severe punishment, Ugh. an indefinite ban from their stadium. Oh, no. Uh, well, they, oh. Why don't they just say I'm the one that did it? Because uh, I'll take that ban. Instantly, 10,000 Browns fans volunteered themselves. It was a real I am Spartacus oh, moment. What kind of food do they got at that stadium? Yeah, some pretty good stuff. Okay, maybe I don't want the ban. Well, uh, I mean, well, obviously, the sort of great food that one tends to find in northern Ohio. Right, like uh, egg roll Reuben, like they've got in freaking Detroit or whatever the, the hell. The food in a Coney egg roll. Coney egg roll. The My food. brother keeps sending me more pictures of different egg rolls in Detroit and telling me to go fuck myself. The food, <laughs> the food in North yeah, Ohio right. is... The only thing that I think is comparable to the playing ability of the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Well, as long as the Cleveland Browns front office is on the case, you know it's getting solved. <laughs> right. Initially. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't involve winning football games, they're good. They're really good. Initially, the suspect list consisted of only the eight richest men in Cleveland. Who else would intentionally <laughs> spill a $22 beer? Sure. Well, on Wednesday, a Cleveland-based DJ, DJ Eric Smith, DJs are like doctors. Yep. You need to say their full name. DJ Eric Smith got a call from Bob Civic, the Cleveland Browns Vice President of Ticket Sales and Service. 
that's who was on the case. Nice. Yeah. VP of Ticket Sales and Service must yeah. be serious. And he was informed that he had been banned from First Energy Stadium for the beer toss. Okay? However, DJ Eric Smith has what appears to be a rock-solid alibi. Mm. He's a DJ. Right. Uh, he said he was working a wedding on Sunday at the Ariel International Center <laughs> and that he hasn't been to a game since 2010. I buy it. Second part of the alibi is believable enough for me. <laughs> right, totally, yeah. Uh, none of that seemed to sway the Browns rep, who told Smith that he had been caught on multiple cameras around the stadium, the team had matched his tattoos, and that he bought a ticket, and that he was banned from the stadium. This is Eric Smith talking now. He just kind of doubled down on everything, like, we know it was you. And I got mad. I got really angry, and I started raising my voice at him. And he said, you don't have to get defensive. If you're innocent, then you wouldn't be so dis- defensive. <laughs> and if you're not a fan, like you say, then this won't matter to you. And I was like, well, it kind of matters. <laughs> sure. So now, you in principle, <laughs> yeah. I do feel like I'm not okay with... <laughs> this guy seems pretty awesome. I've yeah, been following like this him. story. USA Today did a little detective work. And they, because he's the the man who spills the beer is very like visible. How's, in the how's story. he going to prove yeah. that? No one takes pictures in a wedding, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So both men are white guys with red beards. Ooh, tough Midwest, yeah. right? That's true. Yeah. But the it smoke might have been Mike Nelson. <laughs> the smoking gun is that DJ Eric Smith has a tattoo on his arm that you can see on Instagram on what would be the beer flinging arm, Uh-oh. which is clearly <laughs> visible in the in the uh, footage. Yeah. No tattoo. And also, this seems unnecessary, but Eric Smith's wife said he's not that skinny. Oh, that's so mean. That's all like drive time radio wife, though. Yeah. Many, he's fat. Friday many, morning fart song. How many? Uh, oh, yeah. Never mind. No, 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 no Come on, Joel. Come all on, right. be brave, be bold. Oh, oh uh, yeah. How how many guys could possibly? Have a barbed wire tattoo in their arm. <laughs> yeah. It seems implausible. In There's Cleveland? What? Now, Fox 8 Cleveland states that there are seven, at least 703 people in Ohio named Eric Smith. <laughs> and that it is the most common non-Polish name in all of Cleveland. Yeah, I know two Eric Smiths. Really? So it's yeah. like the 57th most popular name yeah, in Cleveland. Yeah, it's a little bit down the list. But I, now I've watched The Wire, and this feels like a scapegoat and a cover-up. Yep. The Browns didn't care who did it. They just wanted to clear the case. Yep. They just wanted to juke the stats. Yeah. Omar's coming. All the while, some asshole rich guy who doesn't seem to respect alcohol is going around spilling beer. Right. Well, unless Omar's the one who threw the beer in that guy, in which case he's not coming for a while. Yeah. Yellow yeah. tops, WMDs. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. The grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. Totally baseball. Brought to you by Mountain Dew Totally. It's totally Mountain Dew. Last NFL game ever played on a football field that includes a dirt baseball infield. Yeah. Boy, I really miss only baseball, by the way. Subheadline, the Raiders are all grown up now, you guys. Sub-subheadline, Raider fans retort, Los Angeles Chargers currently play at a soccer stadium. Take that, suckers. <laughs> so that, that is a pretty sick burn. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders are basically the youngest kid who did commuter colleges off and on at a couple different schools and we're about to move out several times but now they have a stable gig in medical billing they're in a healthy relationship and thankfully they're finally pieced together that degree they're gonna (laughs) they're getting their own place dad can finally just retire and not worry so much well he's still gonna worry yeah oh absolutely (laughs) 
in, th- in this case, dad helps strong, strong arm a municipality in giving their child <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, the NFL. That's a good dad. By yeah. the way. <laughs> That's looking out for your kids. Uh, the NFL, in, in some form or another, has been around for 99 years. Mm-hmm. This Oof. is a hundredth season. I don't know if you've seen the patches. It's NFL 100. Important distinction. Not a hundredth anniversary. A hundredth season. My oh. house is about to turn 100. Does that mean that 1920 was? That means your house is older. Than the NFL. Then, that's crazy to think they, about. They're lucky. They did the same thing with the Tour de France, that they missed those war years. So they got to have, oh, this is the 100th anniversary of the Tour de France. And then like France. nine years later, like this is the 100th Tour de France, France. As if they didn't pour everything into the one before. And it's right. like, okay, you're, you're trying to get two for this. But I mean, obviously I'm okay with it. So over about 50 years of the NFL's existence, they played a distant second fiddle to America's national pastime, baseball. Mm-hmm. Then there was a 1A and 1B situation that emerged. First, mm-hmm. baseball was 1A, and then football was 1A, and then 1B didn't exist. And in a very real sense, every other sport, generally uh, speaking, just kind of stays out of football's way, sure. yeah. doesn't schedule against it, prefers not to anger it. And baseball fell to a hard three. <laughs> Actually, no, it's still second. Really? By all polling, yeah. Basketball gets the demo. That's why yeah. basketball get, receives a disproportionate amount of media coverage based on the demo, which is 1835. Hmm. Young men. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. As but, a person who's always been 64 at heart, yeah. uh, I still really like baseball. So, Well, however, for most of their existence, many NFL teams shared stadiums with that city's baseball team. With the NFL preseason beginning in August and MLB play, uh, season extending into October, this creates a situation especially on natural grass surfaces where pro football players played on dirt, (laughs) specifically a red clay and orange sand mix. Right. But recently, the final game with a dirt infield was played on Monday Night Football as the Denver Broncos visited the Oakland Raiders at a stadium that is now called Ring Central Coliseum. Ring Central? They they sell their naming rights like every other year. They were O.co for a while. Huh. But before that, they were Overstock.com. Yeah. But then that became O.co. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not Overstock. God forbid. That's that what the company... commercials say. Is like, well, we're na- our name is Overstock, but we're not Overstock. We're uh, we're other things too. We're new. And you know what I still think is the better marketing ploy is to say City of Oakland. We're calling it the Oakland Coliseum, so you don't have to call your football stadium by some utterly ridiculous name. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Well, I would invest so much and buy so much of whatever product that is. Joel, it's all about the money. You've brother. never been to the City of Trees, Oakland. It was like you? Sally's Organic Bras. Yeah. And they were like, we're not going to call it Sally's Organic Bras. Sally's Stadium. Organic Bras. The itchiest bras around. <laughs> right. That does not sound comfortable. Just, I like organic stuff. That's the one thing where it's like, that nah, feels hard very itchy. But yeah. I would buy so many bras if they were just like, our name's ridiculous to call a football stadium. What would stadium. you do with them, Joel? I just hang on to them. I would just want to economically, just economically support no, the company. Get, go for, fund me. That's what GoFundMe is for. For a size picture, Phil, I want you to picture a football field from about the 20 to the 20, a third of the field okay. is well-manicured dirt. I'm still picturing organic bras. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Sorry. The it's Raiders won't play in the Coliseum again until week nine, by which point. Baseball season will be over, right? So this this was the last time they played on a dirt infield football. Now, if, from the NFL's perspective, this is pretty messed up. You've been a, the most popular sport in America for about forty five years. Mm-hmm. The last thirty years hasn't been particularly close. And as recently as nineteen ninety nine, 
maybe a fifth of your teams were playing on a varying amount of dirt for two months. Huh. Yeah. That's Especially weird. Especially since your team can probably threaten to leave and get well, the taxpayers to fund your very eventually expensive Eventually what stadium. they all did. Yeah. The uh, San Diego Chargers, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Is that how that happens? They're just like, if you don't get me a stadium, I'm going to leave. Yes. Yeah. That sucks. We've here, talked about this the on the podcast before. I feel like this is I another don't know if segment that sunk in. We, yeah. we should in, talk in about. In spite that of the fact weird. that there's clearly no economic benefit, there's enough angry voters who don't want to see their team leave that ultimately politicians are gonna gonna fold the. Uh, but the couple times they right? have put it to the vote, like San Diego, yeah. specifically voted against it, mm-hmm. and like Boston huh. voted against the Olympics. Which is why we get them. <laughs> yeah. 2028. Everyone's Boston's like, I don't want the uh, Harvard Yard. We don't Olympics. want a natatorium. Right. And we're like, I we know. already have a natatorium. We right. built it we'll like 30 years ago. We use our aditarium. There's like 12 universities in Boston. I'm pretty sure Harvard, there's already a natatorium. MIT. Not, not, not Olympic size. Like, they have one. Los, the, Los Angeles, I don't know if you followed this. The, the reason why Los Angeles got the Olympics was we said, we have everything. We're oh, not yeah. going to build anything. Aside from mass transit, we're infrastructure Boston, ready. Boston did not. Really? Joel. I could see them LA not has three a... football stadiums. Full sure. size. How many does Boston have? One. Well, they, they play in one the... One and a half. They play in BC's the... and Foxborough. Yeah. And BC's is not a full size... No, I understand that, but I just mean in terms of the natatorium, I really feel like they must have an Olympic-sized natatorium somewhere in the greater Boston area. I don't think they do. I think it's like, oh, you think they have a, an Olympic-sized velodrome? I mean, also, no, that's how many, one nobody I has an Olympic-sized velodrome. Yeah, I mean, how many arenas? I'm not saying LA's not better. I'm just saying it would be surprising to me if the many universities located in the greater Boston area didn't have uh, one Olympic sized natatorium. What? If, this, if this was an argument about hockey, I'd let it go because <laughs> the Northeast is hockey crazy and all the small colleges have really nice rinks. Right. But because it's about swimming, I'm going to say, no, Joel, you're absolutely wrong. I'm not. Take your L. Take your L, Joel. No, I'm taking you're your interrupting L. a segment. No, but the good thing about Boston is Fair that point. I still have never gone to a bar where somebody didn't look like they wanted to fight me. See, you don't yell at Phil when he does it. <laughs> but it's true. Like they, Phil it's not wasn't like they making a point me. about natatoriums. Right. No, I was expressing how I would be surprised by that, not saying that I was Here's correct. what we're losing with infields <laughs> okay. going away. Yeah. Sure. Multi-purpose stadiums. Done. There's yeah, no more multi-purpose sports structures at all because hockey isn't enough of a sport in many cities. Great, get him out of there. Most Angelinos more or less assume the LA Kings play at the Honda Center. <laughs> Print media is dying, and it's dying at the same time as midweek feature fluff about Denver Broncos kicker Brandon McManus using Coors Field to practice for kicking in the dirt ahead of his game against the Raiders. Huh. Oh, yeah. The article stipulated he used the infield to attempt both extra points and long kicks. Subscribe to the Denver Post. Democracy dies yeah, in the darkness, the I guess. Yeah, but the next day, Nolan Arenado ran right into the goalposts <laughs> because they were sitting between the second and third, and it was clearly a safety hazard. But what I, what I will miss is this visual reminder or clue or hint that at one time, <laughs> call it 75 years of the 20th century, yeah. that football was a second-class citizen yeah. and baseball was more popular than anything is now. Its biggest competition was drinking, which baseball crushed once it included drinking. Right. <laughs> uh, boxing. Still second. Really? Yeah. It even was in, Even in like the 20s? Absolutely. Hmm. 
How many? And, and part of it is like boxing matches. Like how many big boxing matches? Yeah, they're work? very intermittent. Well, That's in the 1920s, point. I feel like everything was a boxing match. You're I mean, right? there was a lot You're more like, local you took level my boxing. Nickel, bam. A lot level more local boxing, but there's also always a ton more minor league baseball. Oh, yep. That's in addition to the pro too. baseball, and everyone watched baseball. Phil, the people who are now into esports. They watch baseball Bullshit. back then. Back then, they were watching. Bullshit. And, and their grandparents, their very racist grandparents, were also watching baseball. I watch esports now, and I never watched baseball. You would baseball. have watched baseball. You would have, no. you would have had that. You know what? Maybe movies. I would, that would have, have watched, I would have watched people playing the hoop stick game and been like, I'm going to call that one Mega Man. No, because the only thing you would have had to do was to play baseball with the neighborhood kids. Ugh. Back Gross. when people actually developed that skill set. Ah. Uh, I would have I would have read saucy books. Joining us now on the podcast is seven-time Tour de France winner Lance Armstrong. Hi guys. Hey, hey, how you doing? How's it going? I I want to say pretty, I guess it's okay. I'm sorry. I I I I gotta say I'm, I'm just actually, so sorry for what I did. You well, know? sure, but I to this day I'm still a pretty big fan of yours. Well, according to my my court filings, every time I talk, I gotta start with saying I'm sorry. <laughs> Boy, that's Man, I really screwed up, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't have done all, a court of law. Shouldn't have done all those drugs. I mean, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that you need to be this. I feel like this is a little much. No, it's I just a, feel terrible, you know. I, I fault feel you like for I the terrible you things you did like... to other people. I really don't fault you for taking all the drugs. Okay, well, yeah. that I appreciate that. That's okay. I mean, everybody else was so. Well, there you go. I guess if you uh, if everybody else is jumping off a bridge and you jump off a bridge, you don't die. I guess suppose. <laughs> I don't think that. Well, I know. I know you're being facetious. I mean, yeah, I'm being facetious. But Joel's just, just trying to bit. paint a picture of a time and and a, and a place yeah. when with the environment in which you were competing in. Yeah. At the Tour de France, and I and I guess I'd like to draw a parallel is like when you were competing in the Tour de France and France, and a lot of people France. were doping. Yeah. You yourself included. Right. Right. Is there a parallel with horse racing now? Well, you know, the I don't think that you should get kicked out for horse doping. You know why? Why? Horse didn't decide it. <laughs> well, you think the horse went out and bought performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> well, no, that seems unlikely. Shot this horsey self up with his horsey hooves no. that can't even hold nothing? No, they're not very dexterous. Actually, what, you think he put it in his mouth and then bent down to his leg and pushed it in? I mean, that's not how horses operate. If I'm being completely honest, I, I actually think that self-applied uh, doping for horses is okay. <laughs> if you can gain an advantage by injecting yourself as a horse. If this horse can go to a pharmacy in an overcoat, yeah, obtain the necessary drugs, somehow inject them without hands, yeah, maybe, maybe, earned it. Maybe this, this is my question. If the horse was in an overcoat, what was he, what was he hiding? <laughs> Is he trying to pretend to be a human or trying to be more adult? I think a little both. Okay, that's fair. A little both. Well, maybe they just counted on people being like, well, I can't point out how horse-faced this person is. That's rude. Yeah, Oof, that's super rude. <laughs> so uh, the, this horse, you know, everybody else was doing it, and he didn't do it to himself. So I say just give give him back all of his championships. Well, they didn't no. take anything away. Right. You they don't take they... nothing away. But if they did, give him back all his championships. He didn't know what he was doing. It wasn't as it wasn't a big deal. You know? I mean, uh, the the problem though, Lance, is the long term health effects of of any of these drugs, well, uh, and especially for a horse that doesn't get to decide. Oh uh, well, the horse the horse's health effects. You know, horses live to be what three, four. <laughs> I mean, longer than that not if that they're long. not race horses, but not that long. I mean, you know? no more than a dozen years, I think. Right. Yeah. 
That sounds. I mean, I don't know enough about horses. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a dozen. Maybe two. Who knows? You yeah, know, the ones who don't race at Santa Anita. That is. Oh! Oh, yeah. Wait, that, is it they Santa Ana? Tr- uh, either way. Santa Anita. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty sure they all treat their horses terribly, but, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, it's, uh, it's just, if some, if you're caught doping, you can catch them once, just give them their award back, right? Okay. Ha- catch them six times, just give them their award back, you know? <laughs> catch them eight times, that, it's time to have a talk. Maybe that horse is shooting himself up, you know? It, it feels like you, you start to maybe go back to your own experience there. Hey, whoa, I'm sorry for my experience. No, no, I started and I, and I know this you interview are. by saying I'm sorry. It's, this isn't about it's me. Just, it just felt to notice look. how eight is one more than the number of Tour de France. No, come on. Were. And that no, six was one less. It really yeah. felt like that was calculated no, look, just look, then. I'm somebody who I, I live strong. You know, that's my motto. I that's a cool, strong. and by the way, that's a cool, that's a cool yeah. thing. It's a good charity. And you I know what? I saved a lot of testicles. There was nothing cooler when I was in college for about eight months than to wear one of those bands. There we go, yeah. yeah. That shows, like, I'm pro-testicles being attached to the body. That's a very important and thing. And girls were super into that at college parties because yeah, like, they knew, like, this guy likes like, testicles attached to the body. That guy's got to. You yeah. better believe that guy's got to. He's checking. I no, hear women like that. I don't know myself. Gone home with a guy and then reached down there and was like, wait. No, testicles. That feels crass. I wouldn't have gone home with you. Know, but that, no, that you didn't feels, have testicles. That feels pretty crass. But look... <laughs> Seven <laughs> times even. Fine. Seven times you I've made seven mistakes before. Right. You yeah, I feel yeah. like that's where we're like heading. there was one time where I lost my keys. And then you know what? I checked around, it was in my jeans pocket, I threw it in the hamper. I've done that. Yep. Did it the next day. Did it the next seven days. By the eighth day, I'm like, I learned my lesson. Shouldn't get punished for this. Don't be so hard on yourself, you know? <laughs> so you think- so what I'm saying, you get caught you you do it once. Who cares about once? Do you Everybody's think, doing it once. Do you Everyone's think it, doing it seven times. Do you think times. it should take someone, a man or a horse, or man who owns a horse, yep. seven times to learn a lesson? Yeah, that's actual science. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep, they say, fool me once, shame shame on you. Right. Fool me twice, shame on the society. <laughs> and then fool me <laughs> three times, <laughs> victim of circumstance. <laughs> fool me four times. Man, you must, uh, it must be a mental deficiency. I can't blame you for that. <laughs> Fool me five times. Well, maybe it's because you've uh, now fallen to a rhythm and it's time to break that pattern. <laughs> Fool me six times. Uh, clearly, rough day at the office, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me. Now, fool me seven times, though. Fool me seven times. You get one more time, mister. <laughs> Fool me eight times. Consequences, <laughs> you know. Okay, that's I mean, as the old saying goes. I don't know uh, that's an that's, old. I've, I've heard a more abbreviated version. That feels like a modern yeah. take on an old classic. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I've heard that. The, I've heard that many, many times. That's that's why I have been known to make seven mistakes before I correct. Right, like yeah. the jeans in the right. hamper with the yeah, right, the jeans the hamper with the kids. That's exactly the exact are one you, I was are talking about. You suggesting about. this is consistent across your entire life and not just your career? Oh, of course. So like is, if you stub your toe on the coffee table, you'll do it six more times. Oh, I've 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 stubbed my toe on the coffee table at least seven times before I threw out that coffee table. <laughs> I learned my lesson. That, that coffee table uh, and me that, clearly. Don't know that that's the lesson to learn. Yeah. Cause then do you get a new coffee table and stub your toe on that seven times? No, I just get I no longer get a coffee table because I've learned my lesson. My coffee I just hold in my lap. You know what then? Spilled it on my lap seven times. <laughs> And you know what I learned? 
I don't need coffee. That one lady who sued McDonald's only needed to do it the one time. Man, that is a big old callback. That was what, 1987? That was a while back. Well, I I feel like it's important for people to understand. That was a long time ago. She had like third degree burns all over her lap. Yeah, that's why they had to put caution hot on all the cups. But back then there were styrofoam cups and then they learned their lesson about that. You know why? Like about seven times they got sued (laughs) by the EPA. For putting all the styrofoam everywhere and learn their lesson. That's what it takes. So, back to Justified. Right. And that's this is that's because that's the reason we're having you on. Yeah. We're trying to figure out if it's a wonderful show on FX, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it, well, yeah. No, it's actually, I watched it seven times before I realized I don't like that show very much. It's actually you know? not on FX anymore. Yeah. It's no yeah. longer on. I wouldn't know. Didn't watch but it anymore. We're trying to figure out if your point of view on this is, in fact, justified. It is. It's justified. Yeah. Look, one time. Uh, how many times have you made one mistake? Lots of times. Lots yeah, of there times. you go. Yeah. One mistake. Everybody's made lots of times. I, the way I got it figured justified, he's got like six more times in him. And, and here's the thing. I rarely make a mistake more than like three times. Ooh, look Admittedly. at the prodigy over here, huh, Mr. <laughs> Harvard? At least a few. Huh? Whoa. Somebody journals and then revisits his notes. Pretty impressive. That's not true. That you learn your lesson so quickly. Okay. But either way, I mean, I don't think. So let me put it this way: How many first dates you been on? Too many. Yeah, probably more than seven, right? First seven probably felt pretty good. (laughs) Till the eighth one, you're like, man, now I've got to. I hate to say this, but it might not be more than seven. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Right. By time number eight, you're like, I got to do some soul surgery. What's wrong? As often as not, it's like the you know sudden realization that this person's been into me for like a year and a half. And then you skip dating. Joel, this is getting pretty personal. I thought we were talking about the horse. You're, we were talking about sorry. justified here. That was a tangent that I, is, I shouldn't. Yeah. We really, we got to keep it on subject. This is about justified. Right. I was interrupting a bit and again. His, yeah. But see, here's the thing. You're making it all about you when we're talking about a current news story. Second time I've done it. your life. Second time I've done it on this podcast. Yep. I don't think I'm going to do it again. Okay. I don't think. <laughs> I can't imagine I'm going to do it Don't be so hard on times. yourselves. You can do it six more times. I won't blame you. <laughs> Five more times. It. Yeah. Look, you know what? I've been counting. Yeah. I've made this story about me exactly six times now. Six <laughs> chunks of times. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I'm going to say? What? Yeah. Give me my awards back. That was time number seven. You know what? I just learned my lesson. I probably shouldn't go on podcasts and argue this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't mistake. know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, your your podcast this year for the Tour de France was very well received. Is that how you pronounce it? France. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> did you get a lot? Of, did you get any feedback on your Tour de France podcast? Oh yeah, uh, I think that uh, I got like four and a half stars on iTunes, and uh, someone said like talk more about velodromes. You know, regular cycling feedback. I mean, it's, it's a road race, not track cycling. Right, so but it's ev- a little yeah. odd. No, everybody, would... it's just very common. A lot of people yeah. don't know a lot about cycling. But let me it's guess, the first seven episodes weren't so good. No, they were all pretty good. <laughs> they were pretty good. I, I kind of knocked it out of the park from episode one. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. From what no, I understand, you were a natural. Do you have any other thoughts on Justified about this? We we haven't really talked, talked on the, very little about the about horse. the news yeah. story. Oh yeah, and the fact absolutely. That, like, he didn't get to choose for himself. You know, you know what I always say: keep on juicing for a while. <laughs> know when to quit. While I mean, you're ahead. 
you rather famously didn't do that. Yeah, I know. If you had not returned to cycling in 2009, a lot of people think you never would have been exposed to That's the That's probably true. I would worry about the people who are paying a very high stud fee Ooh, for yeah. something that was artificially enhanced. Yeah, you know what they got to do? Make that mistake well, seven more times with their new stud. Maybe the stud Keep fee juicing. recognizes how great its sex justified is. Like, you know, he might be dynamite for a roll in the hay, if you will. <laughs> they don't roll in hay. That's actually a misconception. No, horses stand to... in hay and eat it. And they have to get have to have someone in there. It doesn't seem very pleasurable for horses. They have to control it to make sure no one breaks their leg and wow. has to die. Yeah. Look look who's being very judgmental of other people's sexual <laughs> sexual morays. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm, Some of us I'm like sorry, to have a trainer no, there okay. to help us get a direction. <laughs> take it very personally when it comes to these poor juicing horses, you know? Yeah. No. I just really feel like I've got a kinship. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I I have a guess, but Well, I don't wanna I don't wanna hear it. I could take seven chances at guessing what it is. All right, go for it. Number one. <laughs> okay. Uh is it because you yourself doped for most of your career and got caught for it how did you know first time that was pretty impressive <laughs> yeah. you did good you know he maybe does learn his lessons quickly maybe he's there more impressive than we we let on yeah I, i'm no longer ashamed of you joel that's fantastic i didn't know you were before oh i was pretty ashamed okay yeah well on that note of praise thank you very much lance <laughs> yeah it's absolutely you know I what end on a, i want to end on a high note i'm gonna end on a high note too i'm gonna join this podcast another six times before i realize it's a waste of my time <laughs> We will hold you to that. Thank you. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we have on this particular Joel, you week? You know what we've got this particular week. It's part two of best hecklers in sports. The you know, stunning conclusion. You know, when I change up the things we normally do, you guys yell at me a lot. So sorry if I wanted to maintain consistency for the segment. I meant it in a fun way. I didn't mean it in an accusatory way. Fair enough, but it came off very uh, accusative. I, meant Phil. I feel like Joel's got some grumpies in his pants. You know what I mean? I mean, that's true. Sack full of grumpies. <laughs> yeah, when my baby poops, I call it grumpies in her pants because it makes me <laughs> laugh. All right. Uh, the next one, they're not numbered, so I'm just going to keep going through it. The Stephen A. Smith Heckling Society. <laughs> a group unlike any other, the Stephen A. Smith Heckling Society was a pack of men who did exactly what it sounds like they did. Heckle Steve A. Smith. That's amazing. Yeah. They since retired, but during their three-year reign, <laughs> the Sashes, which stands for the Stephen A. Smith Heckling Society, managed to attend multiple NBA drafts and turn each one into a triumph the insult dog comedy of trash talking. <laughs> no one in attendance was safe from their harangues, least of all Stephen A. Smith and his penchant for cheese-flavored snacks. Pretty great. Just and decided that was their Being obsession. a moron, but... Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of, I once went to a Pistons playoff game against the Raptors, and they had like the TNT place there in yeah. the lobby, and every time Jason Kidd would start to offer analysis, or no, it was against the Nets, I, I, yeah. everyone would start chanting, wife beater. And Oof. you could see the TNT people being like, what, what do you know? <laughs> don't. Yeah, I don't feel good. Yeah, I had, I had, I had a friend at that game. Yeah. Yep. Oof. That's harsh. <laughs> this that was also the game where they booed O Canada. If I'm not mistaken. A whole At time. a Nets game? No. 
I must be thinking of two different games. Yeah. I was at a Raptors game where they booed O'Canada. Yikes. <laughs> right, Rough. which, especially in Michigan, it was like a lot of people were like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's weird. All right, the next one, this Duncan Keith Heckler. And then they show a video, but we'll explain it. They say knowledge is power, and sometimes that power is the ability to enrage talented people with lots of money. That's kind of the spirit of heckling. Yep. <laughs> Take this Nashville Predators fan, for example, who used a bit of contractual sports knowledge to hash out Duncan Keith's financial situation while the Blackhawks defenseman sat in the penalty box. They said, you make $72 million? You're sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not technically. Right. Keith aimed a Gatorade spritzing directly at the crack in the glass and soaked the heckler's face. <laughs> Which is the emotional equivalent of standing ovation for the heckler. I love that. You guys seen the video where the guy laughs at the hockey player because he got doinked in the face by the puck and he's bleeding? Yeah. And then, like, later in the game, the puck hopped up over and hit the guy and he was, like, needed an ice pack and was bleeding everywhere. And the guy, the hockey player, like, skated over and was like, hey, buddy. Oh, no, that wasn't in the bleachers. That was an In the Bleachers cartoon. That wasn't. That didn't actually happen. Yeah, that was a cartoon. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> Not fair. My knowledge of viral videos is extremely limited. Don't yeah. do that. It would have made a great In the Bleachers, though. Yeah, that's true. The next one, whomever ticked off Joe Girardi. Then they show a video, but they'll explain it. You don't pick on people when they're down unless they're New York Yankee and you're purposefully trying to crush their will to continue. This guy doesn't like the Yankees. Um, Such nobody was, does, really. Right. Such was the case between Yankees manager Joe Girardi and Chicago White Sox fan in 2012. The White Sox had just capped a three-game sweep of the Yanks, and Girardi was in no mood for an interruption of his post-game press conference. He shouldn't be. They were yeah. doubling that team's paid payroll, more likely than not. So, <laughs> Oh, they don't actually explain what happens, but what happens in the video is the guy just keeps hampering, uh, just keeps talking over him and making like big faces behind him, and then Joe Girardi gets angry. Well, you know, with such loving, welcoming, accepting fans back in his home city, yeah. I imagine being subjected to mean people was just out of left field for in him. In New York? <laughs> yeah. Speak of the devil, the next one, Spike Lee. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's got to be one of the worst examples of heckling because it's super backfired on right. <laughs> Well, Spike Lee is the wind-up toy that never runs out of juice. Every Knicks home game is a trip to the theater for the television and movie producer. If he isn't jawing with one of the players on the opposing team, he's busy holding his arms parallel to the ground in amazement. In short, the man is an institution and probably the most likely of any courtside celebrity to trash talk during a ball game. That's true. I mean, I would say him and, and uh, Jack Nicholson are probably the two most famous courtside fans. That is definitely true. Third place, Diane Cannon, of course. Doesn't Mark Cuban sit courtside? Sometimes, but also he's an owner. Yeah, he's mean, not truly a fan. Yeah. But Nicholson doesn't trash talk. No. That we know of. No, he just goes, Sp I'm Jack. Yeah. Nick but Spike Lee famously yeah. does. <laughs> Spike Lee famously trash talked Reggie Miller into going nuts and walloping the Knicks this is in true. a series they might otherwise won. Wow. Rough. I mean, it's really like he was talking so much and then Reggie Miller got on fire, hit every three, and every time back down the court, he would stare at Spike Lee. Yeah, they, one of the most amazing had things a tete I've ever seen. Tete. Yikes. It was pretty great. That's nice. The final best hecklers in sports, the Green Men. 
The Vancouver Canucks green men took their page from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and made it their life calling. They're in like a full green body oh, suit. Oh, the green man. Yep. Right. So full- they stole a joke from a TV show. Yep. Uh, Force and Sully have been attending Canucks home games since December 2009. The two men had ordered their suits with the initial plan of wearing them to a Seattle Seahawks game, but a delay in shipping caused the outfits to show up late. <laughs> Instead of saving them for another day, the two had decided to head out to the Vancouver Canucks game. One of their employers had season tickets next to the away penalty box, and the rest is handstands, frozen waffles, and history. They just kept doing wacky stunts. I, I'm actually They're not green, a big green fan suits. there. Oh, well, that's the last it's like, one. It's right like now. Uh, Waffle Guy for Michigan State. I'm seeing him on the TV a lot now. And as, Who, even who's as a Michigan Waffle State, Guy? Oh, waffle he wears guy. a waffle costume. And he gets on camera all the time at Michigan State games. And I don't, I don't like it. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, Joel doesn't like waffles because he hasn't watched Stranger Things and realized that waffles are really culturally relevant. Citizens of Podcast Town. This brings to close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring Lance Armstrong back to give you our contact oh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Is, oh, come on, Lance. Put, I, put away I'm those sorry. crocodile tears. <laughs> really hope we're not going to hear six incorrect pieces of information. Uh, seven can, followed by the You can eight. find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Sports number three podcast. That's Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Got it in That's Facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. 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 You know what? You should save your time. Spend more time with your kids. It'd be a huge mistake <laughs> to go there. Is this is this the reason you did it seven times? Because you can you, find us on Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. 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 You know what? It's a pretty toxic environment there. You probably don't want to see all the tweets. <laughs> On I can't help but notice that you have a bottle of Adderall clutched in your sweating fist. What do you mean? I'm not taking any <laughs> drugs anymore. You can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's right. Listen to more of this podcast. Thank you very much, Lance. Yep. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. You know, Lance Armstrong thinks I'm less of a disappointment. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.